Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. On this week's episode, we have Bailey Colors. Bailey is one of my first friends that I met here in Vancouver, and one of those friendships where we kind of just instantly clicked and we talk about a lot of wild stuff. In this episode, we chat to Bailey about her journey as an actor, her creating her own production company. And we also touch base on mental health as an actor, and then we kind of just cover some really random crazy topics, and it honestly just feels like one big catch-up. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I loved recording it. So welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Thanks for coming on. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, So basically, I know you pretty well. Um... You were probably one of my first few friends here in Vancouver, actually. Just oh, we met in um, Jillian's acting class. Hi, Jillian. Yes, yes. Hi, Jillian. We met um, you. Yeah, we do. Oh my god. But yeah, I mean, I know who you are pretty well, uh, and I brought you on because you do so many things. You're an actor. You produce. You do photography, um, and like you're writing. You do a lot of creative stuff. So why don't you just introduce yourself? To the world about who you are oh okay sure sure thing i i can do my best um so i yeah i'm bailey often i go by bailey colors so on any given platform you can find me at bailey colors um i yeah as you said actor photographer and producer um I originally from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, so shout out to all you prairie kids who moved to BC, which is everybody in the film industry almost. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, so I am a working creative in Vancouver. Also, yeah, proud pet mama to a adorable dog and a very loud cat and now a cute little hedgehog so (laughs) if you like animals also a good reason to you know just take any kind of interest in who I am um yeah so I I guess a little bit about me I said grew up in Saskatoon Saskatchewan um really lucky to have grown up completely immersed in the arts Mm-hmm. uh in in school like I had art class drama class music class every day like every day all through elementary school I was heavily involved in the arts all through high school so naturally uh when it came time to you know go off to college uh for me it just there there wasn't another not not only option it, it's just I hadn't, I hadn't thought of, of any other direction. It just seemed only natural. It was like a continuation of what I'd been doing all of my life. So um, I went to Victoria, BC and um, went to the Canadian College of Performing Arts uh, uh, to do my musical theater program and had a super amazing time. Um, and eventually decided to move back to Saskatchewan partly for a boyfriend, um, but also because when I was in my program, I realized like there, 
there were these amazing, amazing standout performers in my class. Um, and the thing that they all had in common was that they had experience outside of the acting world. You know, they came from really interesting backgrounds. Like either it was just, just simply that they had some years on me, you know, yeah. had, had working experience to draw from, um, or they'd maybe studied something completely unrelated. They traveled or even they'd, they'd had performing experience, but it, you know, it, in New York or somewhere else, like they just, they just seen a little bit more and it really showed in their storytelling. And yeah. And it was, it was really interesting to see, like, I remember thinking, oh my God, like, this is actually all I've ever known, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and so I second guess whether or not I was in it just because, like, because I actually really loved it. And that's what I felt like I was meant to do. Um, or, you know, is it, is it just because it was habit? I was just kind of going through the motions of, of what I knew. So yeah, yeah d decided to go back to Saskatoon and study psychology and French. Um, so I went to university for a little bit, had a fairly brief stint um, before leaving and then, uh, you know, fell in love. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fell, fell in love. Uh, had a really beautiful, like, home life bubble focus time in my life which was amazing where I basically just lived at a lake in northern Saskatchewan and you know had animals and spent time with somebody and and yeah honest honestly just like for the first time in my life saw the possibility of living life out as you know a a loving wife, maybe a mom, um, and just doing, having artistic outlets as part of, um, part of the passion side hustle, I guess. And, and mm -hmm. actually I wouldn't even say side hustle, but just as a, as a hobby <laughs> in all yeah. honesty. Um, but then, you know, eventually I think after, several years I, I did realize that um like if I, I I felt that calling again to be more creative I found a lot of peace and a lot of happiness with my home life yeah. um and I ended up losing ha having a couple of pretty pretty profound losses in my life that sort of um were wake-up calls uh, you know, that kind of gets that little fire in your belly going saying, hey, just a reminder, you're one life. What do you want from it? Yeah. Um, and so then I looked into it and I was like, oh, God, I no, I, I love performing. I love I love the arts. So I started studying again, um, started sharpening my skills basically singing in the bathtub let's be real that's what it looked <laughs> yeah. like for a solid year uh you know filming monologues oh my god I think I have um me doing doing the rabbit monologue from Cruel oh Intentions god, yes. Alone. <laughs> yes alone alone in 
uh, my bathtub again of all places with like a face mask oh on. But you know, it was it was actually awesome because it just it 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 was um, it was building from a real place because I just loved it so much and it was missing from my life and so and I was I was finding joy and love in in performing and creating just by myself and and you know nobody else knew right yeah. so um I, I feel like it it built itself up very like it grew organically and so um as I did that I started to become more involved with visual arts like I ended up studying graphic design um and started working as a photo editor for a local magazine and then eventually moved into you know a position as a as their lead photographer um but I yeah I, I ended up applying to school out here in Vancouver and then eventually made the move with my partner at the time he was actually very very supportive so um yeah kind of we all moved out west yeah. and you know, the, the rest is history, I guess. you started your own, like, production company, which for me is so inspiring, and it's, like, the one thing that I admire so much that you've done that, because... Thank you. How many people can say that they've done that? Or, I know there are a lot of people... <laughs> I to say uh, a lot. No, for <laughs> sure. But they're also, like, it's almost like, okay, here's... Let me justify why I said that. Uh, <laughs> it's like I find it's like with writing like obviously there's so many people out there who like are writing and have written stuff yes yeah the follow-through I I, yeah. I hear what you, you're saying it's not even necessarily the you know the idea of going out there and doing it but actually you know having more than one project even we have now yeah. crossed over into that territory and that that is How awesome color about the color well um uh, first of all that we're based in Vancouver I am very proudly Canadian, Yay. as is the company. In fact, we recently changed the spelling of color to the Canadian spelling, as it probably should have been from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, at the time, it made sense. Then COVID. <laughs> COVID changed a lot of things and people. It, 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 yeah, it changed a lot. For sure. Um, so yeah, we're Vancouver-based. Really proud to be part of this amazing, amazing industry. Um, there's so much talent here. So, so, so much talent um, in front of the camera, but also behind it. Like we, everybody says this, and now that I'm, I've started producing myself, I'm seeing it firsthand. Like we really have some of the most amazing crew, and. I, I just don't think they get enough credit. Um, so often we mm. are bringing to life these American stories, which is amazing. Hey, we have lots of great shows. Super happy to have the Americans here, um, yeah. boosting our economy. Obviously, you know, film shouldn't really know borders. Uh, but it is, it is kind of, it is kind of frustrating sometimes when I think that uh, the Canadian works don't get, um, yeah. don't get their night in theaters, don't get their day in, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, so 
so that's important first and foremost Canadian production company and then the next most important thing that I want everybody to know about Be Color is that it is committed to empowering women in this business um, yeah. you know supporting creation of female driven content um, and featuring women in leadership roles on set uh, one of the things that I'm really proud about is the fact that we have thus far in our projects made a point of putting women in uh, positions where we thought they showed potential um, mm -hmm. and kind of used it as almost like a mentorship opportunity. So yeah. like we, our first production was a play. Uh, so obviously theater is a whole different thing. Yeah. Uh, fewer people involved in our case because we did dreamer examines his pillow uh you may have heard of it <laughs> maybe uh, yeah time, time or two <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so it was a small cast um just just three of us and we had lisa vetanerton as our director now she is an actor a Vancouver actor originally from Russia um, and she has a lot of experience in acting however she hadn't directed before that play so it was it was an amazing opportunity for her in a lot of ways to you know try her hand at something new and exciting something that she may eventually want to pursue further um, but then also it was it was great for the production company um and for the actors because you know she is very 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 talented and she has a lot of skills that directly lend themselves to directing yeah. so um yeah it, it, that that was i'm i'm really 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 glad that we took that chance i think a lot of times people get scared especially if, if it's your first project right your first yeah, sure. um time time producing uh, you really want to know that it's in it's in really really good hands and generally you want people with a larger resume <laughs> makes sense but where where are you going to get that experience unless somebody gives you a chance from the get-go so um we want to be that company for people um that's that's really really important i think because at the end of the day it's supposed to be fun yeah you know like <laughs> if you're not having fun why why are you doing it so um though there's obviously a bottom line there's always stuff to consider i think you know we we have to we just have to start creating those spaces for women especially if they might not normally get the opportunity because not going to happen overnight and that's often the excuse to not give them the jobs oh well they don't have the experience well then where do you get the experience is that you know that whole oh. resume thing that yeah. every millennial is super familiar <laughs> with and now yeah yeah with the recession yeah lots of fun lots of fun but yeah so i think i think that's kind of like the the mission is what's most important um to me about be color but aside from that uh we've actually just completed post as of literally this week Yay. for our first film our first short film yes Yay. congratulations yes that's so exciting thank you yeah it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a lot it was good it was really really good um 
but um, yeah, it was nice to kind of like dip our toes in the water with the play and then, you know, try to apply all of, all of the things that we learned to a short film. Okay, so I wanna... feel like we need to cover, I just, we, can, we, can we please talk about Kristen Stewart? Because I feel like we need to talk about this. Oh, yes. We yes, need to share we, the we do. Um, Our love for Kristen Stewart. And Kristen, if you're listening, hey girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to be your best friend or to date you or to cast you in a project. I... Hang on. Yeah, anyway. Um, yes. So you are one of the few people. This is who has, has, who has come out to me as a Kristen Stewart fan and not just recent, I'm not just a recent Kristen Stewart fan, but like, yeah, from, from the get go been rooting, been rooting for her. Um, I, I think for me, it's like, have I done drinking games to Twilight, you know, a shot every time she bites her lip? Or flips her hair or whatever. Like, yes, of course. I'd be lying if I if I said I hadn't. Um, but even then I I think so many things um go into a project that it's it, I just really need to see more of the person before I make any kind of a judgment. And I mean, there are probably a lot of people out there that are like, I've seen her in every film and I fucking hate her. Whatever. Those people are wrong. <laughs> I just, I mean, there's just or in the right in the wrong i should right? say that. <laughs> um so kristen yeah stewart, so kristen kristen stewart so my journey obviously began in the twilight series um everyone like i don't care who comes at me about this but i love twilight and i will take it to my grave i have a soft spot for it i think it's a masterpiece <laughs> to be fair to be fair like you are in the age range specifically like to the year you're the key demographic is what I'm saying also to be fair like yeah that's true yeah um so that's where my journey began with being introduced to her work and yeah I don't know I was just instantly like wow she's really interesting to watch and then yeah then I proceeded to watch every film she's been in and (laughs) she's such an interesting actress like just it's I just, I don't know. I love her and I love what she does. I think for, for me too, there's, there's something, um, I, I really like her choices. It's funny mm-hmm. because we all think of Twilight. Um, oh, yeah. That's, and I mean, it, it makes sense. It was kind of like the, it was the first big, big blockbuster of her yeah. career. And so, um, well, actually I shouldn't say that. Not, not big blockbuster, but like it was the first huge like Harry Potter Lord of the Rings level phenomenon Mm. um in in her career so a lot of people were introduced to her that way but like when you actually look at her resume it's very eclectic it's very interesting like you know from from that to personal shopper which is sort of existential and beautiful and weird and um I I just I I think it's it comes across not only in the the films uh the roles that she chooses um mm. at this point let's be real it's chooses um is is offered um but it's but also in interviews i just like 
she's a fucking stuttering mess and I, I feel it. I feel you. I feel your pain because I recognize that she loves the work. She loves the art. Like even Twilight, if you look at behind the scenes clips, she is there to have fun to work on something that she enjoys and is passionate about and she's thrown herself into and it is not about all the other shit that comes with with fame and glory you know hi hope you're enjoying the podcast so far sorry to interrupt uh but while editing this there was over six hours of audio to go through and we didn't actually really properly transition into this next bit so i'm doing it now uh basically this next little section we talk about uh mental health as creatives and just how we deal with that so yeah enjoy the rest of the podcast I have definitely had my struggles with mental health Mm. um, and I don't find myself posting about it a lot, right? Like um, I think a lot of times I will post things or share myself in ways that I feel kind of communicate it on its own, (laughs) Yeah, you know? And so I have this assumption and it could be wrong, but you know, I think I think that sometimes um, one of the beautiful things that I really enjoy about visual arts as a medium, for example, is that uh, I'm able to express myself and express my frustrations. And it's not necessarily in words, right? Some, some yeah. people have like this adorable photo and a beautifully written caption that's really real really honest and for me I generally find that I I'm expressing myself through the photo itself yeah through the colors and and again even just not um not specifically on social media but just in general how how I live my life like even when I talk to friends I find myself sending gifts I find myself you, you know send a lot of gifts, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do send a lot of gifts because sometimes it just encompasses the emotion so effectively, right? Um, you know, but you know that 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 being said, I am learning that it is important to be a little bit more honest and open mm-hmm. um, and forthcoming because the times where I have been, uh, the response is pretty incredible, and not just on a public forum, but even one-to-one, like when I have told, when I really talked to people about uh, my, my struggles, I, a lot of times, if it's not met with, you know, just love and support and openness, it's met with, hey, I hear you. I'm in a, I'm in a similar boat, man, you know, Um, and, and especially now with, everything that's going on like I think it's just it's it's larger than the elephant in the room you know yeah um yeah like I know 
a, a lot of people are, are struggling quite openly with with mental health and you know one of the beautiful things about this time i hope uh, that will come from it at least is that uh, we can move forward understanding with a with a better understanding of what it looks like to have um, a mental illness yeah I mean I think um it's interesting discussing mental health especially being in like the creative industry and you know it's a profession as actors yeah. you know <laughs> putting yourself out there like yeah um, and yeah. it's actually really funny because I mean I'm often you know very open like I had pretty bad anxiety when I was like younger and still do it's that that stuff and anxiety never leaves you uh is what I've learned it just yeah. it stays and it's a good friend of mine um mm. but I remember distinctly you know when I was in high school and um so I ended up, I had really bad anxiety in high school and I had to like apply to do my exams like in, cause I was so overwhelmed by like big crowds and exam halls that I applied to do my exams like in a smaller room. But that was a whole oh, process wow. of, yeah, the exposing myself to the world. Hi mom and dad, you know this very well. <laughs> um, no, this is beautiful. But, um, okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, there was obviously, so, there was just a lot going on, but you know, basically, yeah, I had to for that to happen and for the school board to um, like approve it, you had to go to every single teacher and you had to get them to sign off. Um, oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to go to every teacher and um, be like, hey, I'm applying for provisions. I need you to sign off that I can take this exam in like a smaller room, um, you know, and the exam room ended up being like me and like three other people. And I remember wow. this one teacher and I went up to her and she was my religion teacher out of all things. And I went up to her and I, you know, did the thing. And most of my other teachers were pretty supportive. None of them were really intrusive about it. They were like, okay, like, yeah, I understand. This one teacher though, um, she was like, oh, like why? And I was like, oh, like, I just, like, I, I have, you know, quite a bit of anxiety. And then she looked me in the eyes and went, but you do drama and you want to pursue acting. Like, Oh, yeah she was like but why like and you, and you have anxiety and I was like ah, ah, I, was, ah. I don't know what I did I think I was just like oh my god it's a coping mechanism <laughs> <laughs> this is how I die <laughs> but yeah and it's like that's you know and I think that's, oh, that's a view so that most, I know yeah. and I think it's a view a lot of people do have about um you know creatives and mental health which I just shouldn't be a thing yeah either that you know because you perform in front of people that yeah. you know shyness doesn't make sense coming from you um or that it actually it's funny in some ways um i i find that the belief that you know in order to be a performer there is kind of like this idea that you're especially unhinged compared to yeah. the rest of society. Like that can be pretty limiting too, you know? And yeah. I think, um, I think that mentality is, uh, responsible for a lot of people in our industry, not necessarily seeking help, whatever that looks like for them. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of like dealing with it, quietly silently on their own in isolation to themselves right because yeah. uh, or or like for for me at least because 
I grew up um, with the, the fortune of, of being quite exposed to the arts in many different forms mm -hmm. um, and, and having so many mediums to express myself, uh, it, it sort of allowed me to avoid like the, the hard realities of some of my struggles, you know, because I, I did well in the arts, right? Because, um, because that's where I channeled all of my, my energy. Yeah. And so as long as I had those outlets, um, I, I, I didn't really have like a, a light, a light on a lot of the stuff that was going on for me. So like, I know that, um, when I moved out to Victoria, BC, and I went to my um, musical theater program, uh, it was the first time that I was living on my own. Like I moved yeah. right after high school, 18. So I had my own own place, um, you know, obviously like had had my own life. And even though I really... <laughs> I lived it up and I lived the college experience and yeah. enjoyed myself with the parties and socializing. It was also kind of strange to see how much I really just enjoyed the isolation of it, like being completely on my own away from everybody. And um, I also, I also live fairly close to the school compared to a lot of my other friends. I was very fortunate in that um, my dad uh, at the time was very, very, very well off. And so he was paying for everything. And so I was able to get like my own place in a nice neighborhood that was near my school. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I was kind of, I, I was separate from a lot of my friends and I didn't have a roommate and stuff. So it was just me. So I was facing just me every single night after class. And also, um, you know, my program was six days a week. And then the seventh day was like a workout day where we did jazzercise. <laughs> so much fun, like morning jazzercise on Sunday. So obviously, like, you know, if you went out drinking the night before, it was like a horrible gong show. Um, but, you know, really, really, really long hours, like pushing ourselves to to the breaking point, I think for most people, like just, yeah, really, really hard work. And so yeah. to co combining that with being on my own, I found that as the year progressed, like I stopped sleeping. I started getting really, really bad insomnia. And like, I left a lot of things last minute all through school, got really, really amazing grades, was always one of the top, top, top students in my class. Um, but I did you know, I had a lot of like all-nighters leading up to college, but this was like something else. This was not being able to turn my brain off until 5 a.m. and then getting maybe a couple hours sleep before I went into class. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it was autopilot. It was very like my body was going through the motions, um, but like something was going on and it just I don't know kind of felt it it felt a little bit dooming it felt like clouds rolling in a little bit like it was the yeah it was the first time I was facing myself in in years and then so when I moved I, I decided to move back to um, Saskatoon and pursue psychology 
obviously, because when you're like, what's going on here? I'm going to be a psychologist and figure out what's going on here. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of quit all things arts. I was like, I need to highlight what is going on. And, um, and yeah, then it, then it just started to all pour out and I realized, oh my God, this is what's been going on like underneath for a really long time actually. Um, and in my case, like, I don't know, I'm still, I'm still torn about how much to share with people. And obviously like for anybody listening, I don't know, there's, there's some kind of disturbing stuff that's a little hard to talk about, but I had a, I had a lot of unresolved trauma in essence. And, you know, I was having issues staying in my body, I guess, um, is, is kind of how I would, how I would sum it up. And so, um, not having the arts, which engages so much of yourself, like it engages your body, your mind, your spirit, your voice, like everything, um, not having that. And then just seeing what's going on in my mind was, was, uh, it was really scary. It was really, really, really scary. I started, um, you know, missing, missing classes in, in university because I just like, we're not, we're not talking, you know, poor grades. We're talking zeros in my third year because I just didn't show up because I was in bed all day. I just couldn't, I just couldn't. There was no force on this earth that would be able to like, not, not guilt, not shame, obviously not like love or motivation or drive for something, but yeah, not even like worst case scenarios could get me out of bed. Um, And then I also, I started, uh, I started hallucinating, which was, dangerous and super problematic um and that was kind of like the breaking point um you know my boyfriend at the time ended up ending things because like he would stay over and nights were just awful for him because I was somewhere else you know and uh, a lot of times we would he'd wake up to like me screaming in bed and so god this is fucking dark um but you know like it was just, it, it, it got to that point where it was debilitating. It wasn't like an undercurrent of stress. It wasn't, um, it wasn't situational, you know, like what's happening right now. A lot of people are going to hopefully a year from now or a couple, like look back and be like, Oh wow, that was a dark period where I was very anxious you know, but hopefully for most people, it won't, you know, their, their experience moving forward in life won't be that of someone with an anxiety disorder. Right. But for, for me, it was like, it was, it was just, it, it got to, it got to the point where I was not able to maintain any kind of normal routine and and where I wasn't able to take care of myself on even the most basic levels and um and I ended up moving in kind of unofficially with my grandma uh I still kept my place but I I I went to her place all of the time and she took care of me like I 
get really emotional thinking about it, but yeah. um, it was just, it was like this unconditional love um, that I, man, I, I don't, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll ever have that again. And sometimes I feel yeah. a lot of guilt about it, but um, now I'm mostly at peace with it. But uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't until, you know, I was talking with her and she worked with a lot of people who'd come from some pretty tough backgrounds. Uh, she worked as a, as a counselor and yeah. um, you know, she, so she worked with a lot of people who had a hard time finding somebody who would actually see them uh, because of their behavior with their counselors and stuff. And she, she yeah. dealt with those people. Um, and and it wasn't until I was talking with her that I realized, okay, uh, holy crap, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I have to figure out. And it, it kind of like, it touches every single aspect of my life, including my creative self. Yeah. Like it's, it's funny because a lot of times we do think that, um, or there is this, there is this idea out there at least that like I said, that we have to be kind of unhinged or a little crazy in order to be creative and that, uh, you know, the instability just key, you know, it, it fuels us <laughs> and fuels yeah. our desire. But the reality is that you can't create art if you're not here, <laughs> yeah. you know, so you have to, at the end of the day, prioritize yourself, um, your human who wakes up has food, spends time in nature, and gets sleep and connects and connects with others, right? Like, um, so anyway, I, I spent six years like that in, in Saskatoon, yeah. not really engaged in anything super creative, uh, not performing. Um, I did eventually start to, like I found photography and I found visual arts in, a way that uh, I know hadn't hadn't really yeah just kind of it, it, it's funny because like I grew up in the arts but it didn't <laughs> I, I hadn't explored the possibility that there there are things aside from performing yeah. arts um, you know and and it was a relief because I did not feel well but I still needed to express myself. I still needed to create. And then I suddenly had these mediums where I could create and I could express myself without, um, without feeling so raw and so vulnerable, right? Because, you know, there's something uniquely vulnerable about being in front of the camera, having, um, you know, your, your, your physical self, uh, how you move through the world kind of on display. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, being behind the camera and taking a photo and being present and creating that way. Like it's just, it's very different. So I'm, I'm really thankful for that period of time in my life because I think it is the reason why, um, well, for, for a lot of things, but, um, but specifically as an artist, it's, it's what helped it, it's what kind of brought visual arts into my life. So I'm really, really appreciative of that. Um, yeah. So I'd like to say that that was kind of just like 
uh, period of time, but the reality is yeah. that I, I do struggle consistently with my mental health and it's, it's been a journey finding what works for me, finding yeah. how to, how to create a life as an artist and sustain myself. Um, even on the best days, I think we all struggle with that pursuing our passions, mm. whether it's in the film industry or not. Um, but then on top of it to, to want something that requires so much of myself, so much of my energy and time and to not have the consistency of a, of a mind and a body that isn't like, um, isn't in a clear space. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's so important to, yeah. And I, it's so like, I admire you for, yeah, being so open about it. So thank you. Um, no, it's like, it's not an easy thing to talk about. I'm trying, yeah. (laughs) So like, honestly, like, it's so, like, I admire that and like, thank you for being so open. Um, but yeah, and it's also kind of like you said, it's acknowledging it and, um, you know, just, yeah, acknowledging that it's a process and, you know, it's not a perfect process. I mean, something for me that I, I actually got this from Bill Hader, who's, love bill hater bill (laughs) Bill, if you're listening love you (laughs) you never know um oh my god yeah i could totally see you on name name what's the name oh barry thank you i was like it is also a b (laughs) um yeah Yeah. bill hater if you're listening please get me on your show barry if it's coming back um But yeah, he actually, and I'll try and like link it on my um, podcast page as well, but he has a really good interview because he openly um, talks about his anxiety on SNL. I don't know. Have you heard about this? Yes. Yes, I absolutely have. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think he talks about also on the off-camera show with Sam Jones, another amazing podcast. But yeah, he talks about this debilitating anxiety he had doing SNL. And again, it's a funny thing where you look at him on SNL and you would never know that he, you know, was, he almost, you know, couldn't do it every night, but, Mm -hmm. um, someone asked him like, well, how do you deal with that? You know, having anxiety like that and being on SNL and he had a really great tip. And he said when he was doing a skit and he was with another fellow actor and he was feeling anxious, he would acknowledge it. And he said it would even just be looking at his, uh, scene partner and going, Hey man, I'm really anxious right now, but that's how I'm feeling, but we're going to do it. And he was like, that's all it took was just acknowledging it, knowing that it's happening and just still going. And I just think that's so beautiful. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I really, really love that. And I think there's, there's a lot of truth in that. There's, yeah. there's something, um, there's something about acknowledgement that really does allow you to move past it. Yeah. You know, I, I think the worst days are days that I fight it, that I yeah. re- resist it. Um, you know, and when I finally just kind of take, take a moment and say, Hey, this is actually what I'm struggling with. Yeah. It doesn't have to define me. It doesn't have to, um, be all that I am, but it's, this is part of me. And so how do I work with that? How do I get what I need to get done today done while also knowing that, um, 
you know, this is this is the state of so my body. For coming on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, maybe should I not completely laugh through that? No, but in all honesty, no, thank true. you for. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This has been, you know, it, it's we've gone on a wild roller coaster of we've gone... <laughs> topics. But it's, I hope it's... someone out there found it entertaining. <laughs> it's true. Like I have had a really, really nice time catching up with you, and I'm and I'm learning that sometimes, you know, hey, if you record that, people might find value in it. Right? It's, it's yeah. crazy. For, for us, some of the be- best co- podcasts that I hear are just, I have to remind myself, are two celebrities catching up. Yeah, this is pretty you much know? how the podcast was. <laughs> yeah. We are two celebrities catching up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, goals, goals. But no, in, in, all, in all seriousness, it's, it's just like, um, life is short. Sometimes you gotta just put it on tape because honestly you're more likely to regret that you didn't take that photo than if you did you know yeah so so, I don't know I'm I'm starting to look at this sort of thing as that too as a kind of like beautiful little time capsule I guess yeah so I'm very thankful for the opportunity to do that well, thank you for saying yes. I literally said to every guest, I'm like, just thank you for saying yes and like, coming <laughs> on board um, and being on this podcast. Because, yeah, 90% of the time, I'm still figuring it out. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Feel free to follow on Instagram at coffeechat.podcast and share the love. You're awesome, and I hope you have a great day, night, or afternoon, wherever you are, and I'll see you in the next episode.